We rate the dads. 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 Welcome to We Rate the Dads. I'm Danny. I'm Julia. And we're gonna rate some dads for you this week. It is. King Rome Bar Shmaran Harul <laughs> from the Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda game. And uh, Vlad Dracula Tepesh from Castlevania, but only the TV series that's on Netflix. Yay! Yay! Listen and have fun. Okay. Um, very quick recap. Remember, three-point rating scale plus flatliners for dads that don't do anything. So these dads are going to either be just no, complex, or valid. And as always, spoilers. And we're not going to change our mind if you, even if you disagree with us. Yeah, please don't tweet at us and tell us we're wrong. Um, okay, uh, Tani, I think it's your turn to go first this week. Okay, so I'm talking about the Zelda's dad from Zelda: Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, if anybody hasn't played this game, you wake up as some poor boy who's completely lost his memory um, without any clothes. Doesn't he have like he is, boxer he's, kind he's of stuff on? He yeah. doesn't have any shoes. That's pretty critical. No shirt. No shirt. Yeah. Um, he gathers stuff around. He gets out of this weird cave. He gets given a weird little tablet, and he wanders around. He meets this weird guy who's a woodcutter, just in like the little, the little what's it called? The playground area, the sandbox. Yeah. Oh. Well, like the the tutorial kind tutorial. of zone, I guess. Um, and you find out later that he's Princess Zelda's dad, uh, who's a ghost because he's very dead. Um, and as you go through the game, you unlock various memories and you talk like about Princess Zelda, um, and you find out that he is, well, sad spoilers, but no, I can go into this. I think he's a just no dad. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get as far with you on this game in terms of memories because Danny is a completionist. So she has got everything and I was just like, I'm going to go smash stuff. Um, yeah, so you run around beating up stuff, and you have to unlock all of these guardians, and then you have to go rescue Princess Zelda, who's still in the castle, being um, probably slightly harassed, I would think, by this big piggy mm. Ganon, who's like a big smoke cloud. She's been there for a long time. She's as been well. there for like hundred years. Everybody is like, "Oh, we're just living in a desolate wasteland. Please save us!" And you're like, "I'm just gonna find all of the Koroks." Yep, and let them give me their weird little gold poos, which I think they are. Okay, so on to what Rome has done. So, from the memories, uh, you know that um, Zelda was very young when her mother died. And that uh, she didn't cry during the funeral. This is also from the Wikipedia page. Um, and he assumed that this was a result of him and his wife telling her to be valiant and steady. And it meant that she was like, she was like really on it. She was like emotionally secure. She was good. He was wrong. Zelda was devastated. Children often don't be. cry at funerals. No. I remember going to my grandma's funeral. I didn't cry until afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and she struggled to um, like remain. She struggled to be emotionally firm and be like the kind of princess that everybody wanted her to be. And there's like speculation that this this moment of like repressing her feelings and not dealing with it is what blocked her ceiling powers and for for ages. So. Um, she comes under a lot of pressure for that later because, as Princess Zelda, it's her job to seal Ganon away. Mm, it's it was, like a prophecy. Yeah, like the the link, the character you play beats him up, and then Zelda seals him. Um, a Triforce and stuff like that. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. Um, so 
that's 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 not really great. He should have talked to his daughter about this, maybe help her process his emotions. That's a very black mark against him, especially considering it was just a really big emotional mess. Mm. Bad. Um, he was very strict with her, and he made her pray all of the time to help awaken her spiritual powers. Um, he didn't let her do like go out and have fun like a normal kid. She just she just had to pray all day, be really like uptight about it. Mm-hmm. And that, when I say that's complex, because he's dealing under a lot of pressure, because he thinks that the calamity Ganon is going to come back and destroy his kingdom, and he is the king, so he is responsible for everybody else. But also, you are a dad, and you should—I mean, you should just—I don't know—ease up a bit. Yeah. We're grading him on his dad, not his morality. Mm-hmm. Originally, he let Zelda do research onto like the big guardians they're like big mechanical animals and stuff like that you have to like um that ganon corrupts and then takes over and you have to get the weird ganon spirits out of them and fight them it's very scary they're scary music yeah the music is incredibly terrifying terrifying. oh my god anyway um but uh so she was originally allowed to do research and stuff and go around investigate which she really enjoyed she has fun she like feels like she's contributing even though she doesn't unwake her ceiling power um, but he tells her that she's wasting her time and that she should just be spent all of her time praying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It makes her feel silly and weak and stressed. And he's very dismissive about her interests, which mm. is very just now. Yeah, and you see a lot of memories from Link's perspective of him and Zelda going around in different places. And every time like she's talking about what she's got to do, yeah. you can tell that she is under a lot of pressure, but also you see her enjoying doing these other things. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's like, eat this frog, it's supposed to help you with your stamina, you're like, I won't, thank you. Although you do later in the game, obviously, because you cook it into a potion. Um, so, they also makes her wear a dress that's too small for her, her weird praying dress. That's not good. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. It's a bit weird and infantilizing. Uh, he, he then forbids her to do anything but her praying, so she can't contribute in a way that she feel like feel that she has value and stuff like that mm. and this breaks her heart and makes her very upset and it puts her under a lot more pressure um and he, i mean he kind of he feels bad about it later you find his diary and he's like oh i think i messed up and you're like yeah you did but you can't do much anything about it now because you're dead so yeah. you know um, he's also an extremely annoying ghost extremely this isn't to do with his parenting skills but in the Ugh. tutorial zone he's just like the least helpful thing yes. ever it's very annoying you get the sense from her like the memories and stuff that Link Zelda doesn't feel like her she doesn't feel like her dad trusts her or that he has any faith in her being able to unlock her abilities mm. um she she talks a lot about how if she wasn't a princess, she, she just wishes she wasn't a princess. She doesn't say it out loud, but she's like, what would you do if you were rubbish at what everybody in your family did and you had no choice but to do it? Would you try to do something else? It's just very sad. She's just mm-hmm. like a poor, sad little girl. Uh, um, yeah. And any good points? No. I've got no good points. You don't have any pluses. I don't have... Well, I mean, he feels bad about it at the end. But I'm like, that's too I don't feel like that's a good, like, parenting point. Just feeling bad about something. It's all about what action you take, right? Like, Mm. if you feel bad about something you did and then you go to correct it. I mean, he does... He does help Link try to get her out from the castle. But that's, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. Yes. There are a bunch of other dads in the Legend of Zelda franchise. I've got... Link's dad is mentioned. He was the captain of the Royal Guards in Breath mm. of the Wild, but that's it. That's all we know. So he's a flatliner. Yep. We've got Gebpora 
from Skyward Sword, who seems very supportive and like reasonable for his elder's dad. Um, he's very, he's like, yeah, please go get my daughter, Link, because she's been kidnapped. And like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, there's, there's another one from Wind Waker who, I mean, he's very dead as well. He's also a ghost. I don't know if he had a Princess Zelda, but he does become a father figure for Link. Um, and he wishes at the end that Link and Zelda have a future. He wishes on the Triforce. And That's it falls Ganon. Nice. He falls Ganon. Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like he's probably, I would say, we don't have enough info though. There's no. not enough dad info. Yeah, Flatliner. Flatliner. So yeah. We just got we just got a just no. We have our first just no. I feel like that is pretty valid conclusion. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. He is a just no. All right. Uh, today I have uh, Vlad Dracula Tepesh from the Castlevania TV show. Um, Tepesh. Tepesh. Yes. Not tepid. Not tepid. Uh, is that a joke about? I oh, vampires are supposed to be cold. I don't know. I'm just okay. now. I'm not talking about my horrible dad. I feel much more upbeat. <laughs> well, I mean. I'm going to say that he is a just no as well. So basically he's Dracula, right? So he's a vampire. Um, as I have already warned Danny, this is mostly just going to be me gushing about how much I enjoyed Castlevania. Um, so it's a TV show that's on Netflix. There's two seasons out at the moment. Um, it's animated. But the, the first season is very short. I think it's only four episodes. And then the second season is a bit longer. It's about eight episodes. So there's not that much in it. Okay. In total. Okay, um, reasonable to like watch all day. Yeah, if you have a day off and you... It's very gory as well, so I'm just going to warn anybody who, like... Don't eat while you're watching it. You want to watch it. I know I said it's animated, but, um... There's a lot of blood and people being killed in horrible ways, so just bear that in mind if you're going for it. Not for children. Definitely not for children. Isn't there another anime about Alucard? When he's all grown up, he's wearing a red coat. There's, so it's based, the, the, the TV show is based on a series of games oh. by a Japanese company that I have the name down on my phone. Which is I this the one at. that Brian Watson Majig did? Maybe not. I'll have to. Maybe we should include that in the description. I think he rates. You'll have to let me know because I don't know. you know. Uh, it's by Konami. Uh, it's a Japanese video game company. Okay. Um, so it's set in the country of Wallachia, which is actually a real place. It is a area in Romania. No. So it was one of the original things that came together with a few other regions to become Romania. It's right next to Transylvania, so hence probably why they picked it because Dracula, Transylvania, all that kind of well, stuff. Well, do you move? Does the did the house prices get too expensive in Transylvania? Well, his castle can move in the TV oh, show. Oh, so, okay. Like, I guess that's what. I, What's going on? I guess that helps you like get to the best house yeah. prices. And at least one of the cities is a real place. Targovishta is a city in Romania. Oh. But I think some of the other ones are just made up. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so getting into kind of like, to, to give you the reasons why I think he's a just no dad, I do have to basically tell you the entire plot. Because it's all about Dracula's decisions. Really, this is such a good TV show because it really takes like all the different characters and like gives them really good reasons for why they're doing what they're doing. And it's very character-driven drama, but still it has like a nice tight storyline. So just very well written. I'm just really impressed. Gushing about this. Too. I know, I really enjoyed it. I mean, they are going to do a third season and I'm a little bit worried they're going to take it too far, but we, we will see. Can you go too far with Dracula? Oh, I guess we'll find out. Okay, we'll, we'll go to find out. Okay, so um, basically the whole... Um, plot is built around this idea that um, Dracula met this human woman called <gasps> Lisa right at the very beginning of the first episode. <gasps> she comes up to his castle and she wants to get his knowledge because she wants to help people and be a healer, be a doctor, 
because he is obviously immortal, so he has all of this knowledge from the past, and he's like hoarding it in his castle and he's keeping got a it lot from of the books. people. Okay. Um, yeah, and like all of this cool, fancy kind of like magic slash science is never really clearly explained what it is, but she thinks it's science. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can tell, like as soon as she starts like sassing him as she comes in, that he's like, "Oh my god, hot eyes! I like I'm in love with you." And then fast forward, and she gets burned at stake as a witch. Yay! That's like the first Ew! ten minutes of the episode. Yikes! Um, yeah, she's um healing some people in some town, and the church come along and they're like, "You are a witch," and they burn her at stake. And then Dracula has a meltdown and decides to destroy all of humanity. This is what the whole show is about. Like, he's depressed. He's very depressed. He's, he's at first you're like, oh, this is like a vengeance and he's going to be all like evil and maniacal laughter. But most of the time he's just like, I'm so tired. I just she want dies. them all dead. Yeah, she dies in she the first really episode. Dies. She dies in the first well, episode. Why doesn't he bite her and make her a vampire? This is a point that it's brought up later. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> I was going to say. I get the feeling that she didn't want to be a vampire. You can just bite people and then they'll be mad at you and then they'll get over it. You're immortal. I think she would have left him. <laughs> she has a strong sense of self. You get this in a couple of flashbacks. Okay. Anyway. Um, so uh, Dracula and Lisa have a son who is called... Um, let me actually get his actual name. Alucard? Well, he's called Alucard, but he's actually called Adrian Tepesh. Oh, Adrian Tepesh. Yeah, Adrian's quite like a weird name for... It is a Russian name. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, oh, I, I will take your word for it. Which is, who's the one in War and Peace? Was oh, no, it's Andre. That's that's the no, Russian name. No, it might still be Russian anyway. Yeah. Apparently, Apparently, in the War games, his middle name is 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 Fahrenheit. He's Adrian Fahrenheit Tepesh. <laughs> what? Adrian. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but Adrian. why? Um, I mean, I know the scale of Fahrenheit is named after somebody, but still. Anyway, um. Okay, and he's he's not actually in the first season a huge amount. He's in the first episode as a sort of like silhouette character is it a right at the end. What's happening? What's, what, does he just stash his child somewhere or like... Yeah, well, he's grown up in uh... this point. By the time, in between the bit where Dracula and Lisa meet and this, like, she gets burnt as a witch, there's like a whole span of time that they just skip out. Oh. Um... And so he, yeah, Alucard is like a fully grown adult in this show. Um, and um, yeah, so he appears in the first episode as a silhouette right at the point where Dracula's kind of like threatened as, everybody and he's had this big meltdown. As a grown man, not a little boy. Not shorts. as a little boy, not as a grown man. I'm sorry. Um, there's, there's not much kiddiness parenting skills okay. there. This is more a, a parent and his grown child kind of parenting. Um... And he tells, you don't know at the time that this is Alucard and this is Dracula's son, but he says, um, you know, I'm going to agree with you, but I won't let you do this. I won't let you kill everybody. I won't let you do genocide, which is a very good stance, um, mostly because he knows that his mother wouldn't want it as well. Um, yeah, very And possibly because he is a decent human slash vampire because he's... I mean, if your mum wanted you to do it, if she was like, if somebody burns me at the stake, I want you to just murder everybody in this village, she'd be like, and you were a vampire. You'd be like, all right. Yeah. Well, no, she's, when she's getting burned at the stake, she's like shouting at the sky. She's like, don't hurt them. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, Except Dracula's not there, so he doesn't hear this bit. And I don't think he would have listened anyway. He wouldn't have listened. If if he'd been there, he'd have been like, this is not happening. I'm going to drain everybody. Yeah. Also, the, um... The, the, one of the flashbacks you see her getting um, carted away in like a later episode of the season by the bishop and she's like don't do this you're gonna like make 
him really mad. At, <laughs> and they're like, are you threatening us with the devil? And she's like, no, like, this is, this is genuine consequences for your actions. Please don't, don't take me away. It's gonna be... Anyway. He's gonna eat you all. Because she knows her, me. she knows her husband. She knows that he's gonna be, like, complete uh, crazy pants out of his mind. Anyway, um, so when Alucard confronts him with this statement that he doesn't want to him to do this genocide and he won't let him do it um you see Dracula attack him and that's kind of like all you get because it's just like a big he's slashing across with his creepy clawy hands and then fades to black and that's it like the end of the episode does he always have the creepy creepy hands it's like a well the the vampires have like really long creepy fingernails yeah get Um, a manicure Dracula (laughs) well they're useful for like clawing at people I guess um, you can get caught on your jumper when you put it on. It's gonna be like you're gonna get pulls in your trousers. That's just ridiculous. I'm sorry, I can't help you with this statement. Okay. Anyway, so um, you don't meet Alucard again until the final episode of that season. As I said, there's only four episodes, so you actually meet him properly in the final episode, where two of the other characters who are also kind of like hero characters who are trying to stop Dracula unearth him from this kind of vault underneath the... He uh, buried him as son alive! No, 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 okay. no, 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 there we go. Uh, it, there we go. Um, Alucard apparently went down there to recover, and he slept for a year. So he was pretty badly injured in this initial fight with his dad. Um, and, um, like, and then he, like, comes out when they find him, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna help you stop Dracula. After, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not. It's not important. Okay. Um. And um. So kind of like, basically, the the two interactions they have is this fight at the beginning. Grievous bodily harm. It appears yes. on the child is a just no territory. Yeah, it's already yeah. So grievous bodily harm, and then at the end they have another big fight where it is Alucard and the, these two other people, which I'm not really going to go into, it's, but they all fight Dracula right at the end of season two. Is Alucard also a Dracula? And vampire. Yeah, he is, yeah, he's a half human, half vampire, but he has vampire powers. Like, like, he can, like, levitate and he's got fangs and stuff. But he can go out in sunlight because this human half protects oh, him. Oh, like, blade. Yeah, basically. <laughs> also, he's got, like, um, he has weird powers. Like, he can turn into a wolf, which what? you only find out in the final episode, or the second to last episode. What? And he also has a sword that he can, like, telepathically control. It's... <laughs> I'm not making this sound like a really good TV show. It's really good. It, all of this campy stuff, they just, just do to the max, but like they know that they're doing it to the max in a very good, like, well-balanced way. It's because you already, you know me. You're, you're going to love this. <laughs> um, yeah, so in, the, in this sort of second big fight, in this kind of, like, climax of the whole story where um, you've been seeing all of this destruction rain on by, like, Dracula's demonic armies and all of his, like forces that he has and all the other vampires he has helping him all across all of Wallachia and the countryside and the people there. Um, they finally confront Dracula and like start fighting him to stop it. And so basically the two actual interactions you get between this parent and the child in this TV show is they're trying to fight each other to the death. So not great parenting skills. They're not talking it out in therapy. No. Not using their words. Um, and in this big final fight, basically Alucard and Dracula end up breaking away. So you don't, they have their own kind of like fight where the other two are trying to find them and they, they have to catch up. Um, and they smash through the castle very like, oh, we're big, strong and powerful and we can just do these sorts of things. Getting flashbacks to Man of Steel, even though I've never seen Castlevania. It's better than that. Okay. But it is kind of a bit like that. 
Uh, <laughs> just like, no, I punched you through a wall. And you like grab him and then and you go, and you're like, yeah, their insides would be jelly. Maybe they're but they vampires, are vampires. So, so that's fine. They can yeah, through with it. I guess. Um, and they end up smashing through the walls until they end up in Alucard's childhood room. <gasps> Where at, at this point, Dracula finally has some kind of crisis of conscience about the fact that he's trying to murder his child and also kill all of humanity and therefore all the other vampires because they won't have anything to eat and basically everything because he's clinically depressed. Do the other vampires know that he wants to kill all of the humans? They, he, they, he sold them on this plan that he's getting the livestock under control, but oh. one of his other followers knows that he wants to just kill everybody. Because I think his other followers are also clinically depressed. He's a terrible boss as well. <laughs> I'm not saying anything against depressed people. I know that most people who are depressed do not want to kill all of humanity. And all vampires. Not that vampires exist. But this is Dracula's part in this show. He's not dealing with his feelings. He's not dealing with his feelings. Anyway, so he, he has this sort of crisis of conscience. And he's like talking to his dead wife. There's like a picture of her on the wall. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm killing our boy. Uh, <laughs> Um, and he refers to Alucard as the greatest gift that Lisa, his wife, had ever given him. And, like, basically is just sort of going off in this, I'm so sad that you're dead thing. Um, at which point Alucard takes the opportunity to stake him. Um, <laughs> and then the others, like, finally catch up with them and they all finish Dracula off. So Dracula's dead. So Dracula's dead, which is, I don't know why they're doing a season three, but there we go. Maybe he'll come back. Who knows? I mean, vampires always come back. Yeah. Um, he, he was just, turned into ashes. He just put a little blood on him, and then he pops right back up like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that will happen. Um, it's like his Terry Pratchett rules. Yeah. So, basically, trying to kill your child, and forcing your child into the position where they feel like they have to kill you to stop genocide... So, and also yeah. do that in their own childhood room, and have all of those, like nice childhood memories mixed with all these horrible traumatic memories probably not great no um general other kind of points against him is that um in this speech that he's when he's kind of regretting what he's doing it's really about his wife it's not really about alucard he's like uh this is like my last piece of my wife really it's kind of like the vibe that you're getting and you're like "Mm." Dude. They're the wrong person. He's he's his own person, which is another point because when he's first when you first meet him, he talks about the fact that he's called Adrian Tepesh, but everybody calls him Alucard. Uh, before I watched the show, I knew that there was a character called Alucard in it, and I also knew that they were Dracula's son, and I thought this was gonna be some kind of big reveal where like if you were paying attention to the fact that Alucard is Dracula <laughs> spelt backwards, you would have realized this before it's revealed. No, he tells you straight away, he's like I am Adrian Tepesh, son of Vlad Dracula Tepesh, but the people call me Alucard because I am the opposite of wait. Dracula. <laughs> wait, wait, Dracula is his middle name? No, 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 no. They, they just call him Alucard. No, 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 I meant, I meant Vlad, a- yeah, Vlad. yeah, yeah, because he's basically <laughs> Vlad the Impaler, right? Like, that's where the legend comes from. Anyway. Um, I'm gonna go with my middle name because well, that yeah, was cool. Um, yes, and Alucard's all about how his mother wanted him to be called Adrian and, like, have his own identity and be his own person. But now he was embracing the identity of Alucard because he had to oppose his father. So, So we gave him the name Alucard? Just Dracula did? No, no, no. It was, like, the people. Like, they were, like, ah, you are the opposite of Dracula because you're blonde, I guess. And therefore, the opposite of dark-haired Dracula. 
That's definitely opposite. It's one hundred percent. It's like negative. Yeah, I know. Um, so you get this kind of feeling that he's always been pitted against him in a certain way. So um, his shadow. His yeah, shadow. exactly. Um, and like, I mean, there's some minor positives that we could say. Like, he his childhood room was very nice. It had lots of toys and pictures and things. Well decorated. And Alucard obviously grew up to be like a good person slash vampire who didn't want everybody to die. Yep. And was willing to team up with people that he didn't like very much just to help the greater good. But this seems to be very clearly his mother's influence. It's, it's very unclear how much of that is to do with Dracula at all. Although he did, there is one point that he definitely got from his father. He has this, like, kind of arcane and scientific knowledge. Because when he is asleep in the big vault underneath Greshet City... He this is, is where he buried himself for a year. Yeah, where he buried himself for a year. Have a chill nap. Yeah, he's got all of this machinery that is similar to the machinery that's in Dracula's castle that helps it move around. So he clearly, like, got... At least some, he got something his from dad his father. tutored him. On, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what else? Was there anything else? I think that was it that yeah. I had written down. Um, oh, well, he's also very shaken up after Dracula's death. And he considers going back to Greshit to sleep forever. Um, or like it. entombing himself in the ruins of the castle. But then his friends slash people that he doesn't really like that much. But he teamed up with anyway. Uh, talk him out of it. Um... And that is where he's left at the end of season two. So overall, I would say Dracula is a just no dad. I think yeah. I think yeah. I agree. That seems you made a very, you made a compelling case, Julia, and you've won me over. Yeah. Also, everybody should watch Castlevania because it is whack. Um, <laughs> there's this character in it called Camilla who is very evil, but also a queen, and she has just like great like. Great lines. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now because otherwise I'll just gush about Castlevania for ages. And I want to play the games now, even though I'll be bad at them because they'll be the kind of games where you have to kill people and I'm not good at that. Sounds anyway. fair. Cool. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we rate two dads today. They're both just no. So they rank below Charlie from Marriage Story mm-hmm. and what's his name? Lord oh, Richard Croft. Yeah, Lord Richard Croft. I forgot what his name was. We'll have ah! some valid dads soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what do we rank below, though? It's, I think Dracula is possibly a worse dad than King Rome. I mean, King Rome was trying it, to make things Was it trying good. to murder his child? Yes. So I would I would rate Dracula below that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need, to keep, we need to keep track of this somehow. He had a big spreadsheet. Yeah. Cool, we'll do that. Right, um, if you want to contact us, email us at weratethedads at gmail.com. Um, and uh, again, we'll get Twitter sorted at some point, so watch the space. It should be sorted by the time this goes out. Yeah, well, I'll add in a little clip and tell you what our Twitter is. Right, peace out. Peace!